0: Hallelujah. Uh, I'm excited to uh, bring up Brother Ched uh, Staddleberger to bring the message to us today. Can you give him a warm welcome and welcome him to the platform this morning? (laughs) Praise God. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Man, there are kind of a few of you out here today. Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Happy Father's Day. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of surreal, you know a year ago I had to worry about five to eight minutes. Uh, now I got to worry about the whole message. It's uh, definitely, a, definitely a surreal, pretty cool process that we've been going through. Um, with that and said, you know, with that said I, I do have a couple of things that I need to put out there real quick. Obviously Pastor Rick, thank you for the confidence and the belief in me to put me behind this pulpit today. Um, Caleb back there, uh, He's going to hear this message for the second time, so he's going to have to. He was my sounding board, and uh, obviously, you know, the the big one is is my wife and my family. Uh, without her support and her love, I wouldn't be up here. <laughs> Amen. It's her encouragement and her, even at times, a little bit of physical push to get me to to. to to go in the direction that God's been calling me for a long time, um, I've already warned the the camera guy, uh, camera techs that I'm a wanderer, so you might just put her on wide and just let her go because uh, <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I can't stand back here. It's gonna be all over today. So, um, and uh, you know, Zach back there, I, I said you know, tune me up, you know, put a little Holy Spirit in my voice, take a little fear out, you know, and just make me sound good. So, um, the title of my message today is is War Cry. Um, even today in, in the armed services they, they, they teach a war cry in their basic training they, in their hand-to-hand combat they, they teach, the, as they affix their bayonets to their weapons they, they teach this war cry and the war cry is to basically get the adrenaline pumping to, to get them prepared for what they're about to do and that's, that's on their side uh, on the enemy's side it, it tells the enemy that you're not done fighting it tells them that uh, you're ready to stand your ground, you're ready to move forward. It also can potentially put fear in them, confusion, uh, not knowing quite what's going on. Um, throughout the Bible, there, there, there's scriptures throughout the Bible that uh, talks about war cry. You know, and just, I'm just going to reference a few of them. Joshua 6, it says, God's people blew trumpets, and with a great shout, the walls of Jericho came down. Come on. Judges 7, it says, you know, we read about Gideon's army. You know, he started with thousands of men. God whittled them down, whittled them down to 300. And, and you know, and they, they broke pots and lit torches and they raised them above their heads. And then with a loud shout, they, they dismayed and disrupt their enemy. They, they confused them. They, they turned them upon themselves, actually. Uh, Ezekiel 21, it says that they lifted up their voice with a battle cry. Amos 1, it says, it says they amidst a war cry on the day of battle. And then back in 1 Samuel 17, you know, there's David and Goliath. I'm not going to belabor the story of David and Goliath because we pretty much know it. But <clears throat> as we know it, you know, David's. Father Jesse sent him down to the front lines basically to take lunch dinner to his brothers that were on the front line and as David approached this this battlefield he could hear cries for war it wasn't a battle cry but it was a cry for war they were trying to pump themselves up to go out and onto the battlefield they were trying to you know encourage each other but it wasn't a battle cry it was a cry for war you know and as as David approached and made it to the front line, all those cries for war ceased because the Philistine champion, Goliath, had took the battlefield. And at that time, David saw Goliath defy God. He heard him defy God. He, he mocked the army of God as he paced back and forth. And he just, you know, it, it was defiance in the face God so we all know the story right you know David's brother saw him asked him what he was doing there uh, David seen this defiance of Goliath and he, he went to talk to King Saul and, and, and tried on the armor it didn't fit nothing was working and, and, and David basically said I'm going to do it my way he laid the armor down he picked up some stones we all know the story right and he picked up his faith and he headed to the battlefield and this is kind of this is kind of how I, I envision it happening. Um, you know, as David takes the you know the the lead on this battlefield, I hear, you know, I see David saying he said to, to the Philistine, you know, you come to me with sword and with spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come to you in the name of God of the ranks of Israel. The one that you have defied. And on this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will smite you. And I will cut off your head. And I will deliver the corpse of the Philistine army to the birds of the air. And the wild beasts of the earth. And on this day, all the earth will know. There is a God of Israel. And I I kind of foresee... Uh, you know, David turning to the Army of God. And you know, for far too long, the Army of God has been perplexed. For far too long, the Army of God has not engaged in this battle. We have this enemy that we call snake, we call thief. We call a destructor. He's been raging a war against us for far too long. He's been stealing, he's been killing, and he's been destroying us. It's time that we flex our muscles in the face of our enemy. It's time that we, we shout out that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. It's time that we reclaim our war cry. Kazakh, Kazakh. Kazak! Amen. See, the war cry is to disrupt and put you on edge and to fire you up. It seems that uh, a lot of us have lost our war cry. Let's be honest. A lot of us don't even realize we're in a war. It's it's not so much a physical battle anymore, although it does play out in the physical. This is a spiritual battle, a spiritual battle that is fought with prayer, fought with faith, and fought with the Word of God. Like I said, the spiritual battle doesn't the spiritual battle does work itself out in the physical, or at least it should. This battle should affect the words that come out of our mouth. It should affect the interaction that we have with people day to day. It even should affect our health. You know, and it should even affect us to the point of walking to the end of the church driveway and flagging down cars to win one lost soul. Amen. You see, David knew this. David knew that this was more than a physical war. He knew this was a spiritual war. You know, he faced God's enemy with faith. And he, he faced the enemy with understanding. He understood that God would deliver him from this physical battle. He knew he would deliver him from this giant Goliath. And we know the story, right? The Lord delivered him into his hands. And he smited him and he cut off his head. That same enemy that placed Goliath in front of David is the same enemy today that we're fighting. And it's the same enemy that that is taking the souls of our children, our wives, our friends and our neighbors. Let's face it. Seems that that enemy's taking ground, right? I think it's because many of us have lost our war cry. I want to read. <coughs> excuse me. I want to read Isaiah five, uh, verses twenty and twenty-one. And, and tell me if this not sound familiar. You know, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. I mean, does that not sound like a world that we're currently in? (laughs) The The war isn't coming. It's already here. The enemy's taking ground. It's taking people. We're losing. We're losing the souls of the lost. Too many are falling through the cracks. Too many friends, families, and neighbors are being lost to addictions. Addictions like drugs and alcohol, even pornography. And way too many young people are believing the lies that it's, the is taking their own lives. Yeah. All we have to do is turn on the TV to almost any program nowadays, and it's, it's where living in sin is glorified. Right. Even the curriculums that they're trying to teach our children nowadays. I have to stop for a minute because I, <clears throat> I have to stop. Listen, people. Anyone here in this house or online, and you may be watching this online months, years from now, who knows? It carries the same gravity. Whether you're male or female, or young or old, if you're struggling with anything as addictions, drugs or alcohol, anything, I tell you. I don't care what it is. You don't have to stop it to come to Jesus. You don't have to stop smoking pot or drinking booze. You don't have to stop popping pills. I'll go as far as to say if you feel rejected or dirty because of some sexual abuse in your life. Or if you have have been trafficked. Or being trafficked. I give you this. Be strong and have good courage. And you bring it to Jesus. That's it. That's it. Because it doesn't matter if you're dirty, rejected, hung over or high. You come to Jesus. Come on now. Come on. Listen to me people. My God's in the cleaning business. You don't take a shower to get clean before you take a bath, do you? No. You don't get all dirty and say, I got to clean up before I take a shower. You don't do that, man. You come to Jesus dirty, disgusting, seeking. You knock, that door, you knock on that door, I can guarantee you Jesus is going to open it. That's right. That's right. You seek him, you're going to find him. I'm telling you that my Jesus is in the cleaning business. Come on now. He's going to clean you so clean that our Father God will never see a speck of dirt.
0: Oh, you're preaching good.
1: He's not going to see anything that you bring to that. I promise you, take a chance on my God. Come on now. Um, Joni made a comment uh, about, you know, it's our fathers that have guided us and, and directed us, our earthly fathers. I have to add to that because uh, there's many of us, or not myself, but there's many that, that may not have a physical father, that may have lost their father, their father may be missing in action or uh, in jail or in prison, who knows the story? Um, if you remember, (laughs) obviously, you know, Mary had a physical part of Jesus's birth, but Joseph didn't, Joseph was obedient, you know, he listened to the angel of God and he, he didn't reject Mary for being pregnant in, in as, you know, Jesus was born and raised in the physical, you know. Joseph did everything a father should. You know, even as a stepfather, he stepped in and he taught him the the family trade. He taught him the, the the Quran, the books of Moses, as it was their custom to do. And when Jesus was like twelve years old or something, he come up missing because of the Passover. Right? They were in, in Jerusalem for the Passover feast, and you know, obviously, when they traveled, they traveled like all of us would be traveling together. You know, and, and and on their way home, at some point, you know, Joseph and Mary realized, you know, Jesus is missing. They went back to Jerusalem, and, and they found him in the synagogues. And it was, he said, I'm about my father's business, my heavenly father. You know, you look at, at, at the wedding in Canaan, the family wedding, and, and you see Mary ask Jesus to, you know, the water and the wine thing that we all know about. You don't see no mention of Joseph there. When Jesus started his 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 ministry, um, he went back to his hometown, and you know they say that it was hard for you know nothing good comes from that town. And is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not the son of Mary? That gives you reference. They didn't mention Joseph by name, so we have to assume. I mean, there's. Debates about where he's at, but it doesn't matter. You know, Joseph is missing. He's not there. I mean, even for that, let's go to the crucifixion. Are you going to tell me that a father that loved his son isn't going to do what he can to try to keep his son from dying on a cross? But it would have been Jewish customs for Joseph to remove his son from the cross. And Mary had to ask for permission to get him off of the cross. Ironically, it was with a man named Joseph, but it's another story. Right, right. And, I, and I only tell you that because for the... I, I want to say men because of Father's Day, but for anybody that says that I didn't have a father for an example, we can always turn to the Bible to find an example of how to lead. And at, at a, even a young age to our youth, 12 years old, Jesus already knew he was about his father's business, his spiritual father's business. We don't have an excuse, people, to say, I didn't know. Because I'll be honest with you, you know, uh, uh, Walter in our DT class made a comment. He says, well, I can't unhear that. And once you hear it, you're responsible for it, right? So it's, it's, you can't use the fact that, hey, I didn't have a father. I only had a stepfather. There's always a way. God's never going to put you in a position where sin's the answer to get out of it. He's always going to give you a way to make a choice correctly. But I only belabor this, this, this because there's too many people looking for an excuse that I didn't have a father. But you do. You have a spiritual father. And he's crying over you. He's reaching his arms out to you. He's praying to you. You know, he's calling to you all the time. And we can look at the history of Jesus and just use that as an example. That even at a young age, he lost his father. He was still about his heavenly father's business. He kept moving forward. Um, So we, uh, I move back to my message, the war cry. (laughs) Um, It says, uh, "I I, got it here." It It says, "Fathers, sons, brothers, husbands. We need to find our war cry." We need to find our Kazakh. That's it. So what is a war cry, you may ask? A war cry, first and foremost, is prayer. Yeah, that's good. Did you know what prayer is? Prayer is that spiritual bayonet that you're going to fix to the end of your rifle when you run out of ammunition. When you're ready to go hand-to-hand combat with the evil one, that's your spiritual bayonet, is prayer. Yeah. You know, what is? I like the saying that, you know... The devil thought he won when he saw me take a knee, but he got worried when he heard me say amen and stand up.
2: <laughs> That's
1: good. You know, it's that, that prayer is a war cry. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: Our war cry is turning off the TV. Come on. Our war cry is showing up at the school board meetings on behalf of our children and oh, fighting God. for the right of curriculum that we want our children to have instilled and not that of the evil one. Our war cry is is leading our family in worship. Our war cry is praying with our children. Our war cry is praying with our wives. Our war cry is leading them to the altar, not following them. Deuteronomy 6, uh, verses 5 through 7. You shall love your Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your very. And these words that I command you this day, you should hide them in your heart. And it says you should diligently teach them to your children. You should should speak of them in your homes. You should speak of it as you walk along the way. You should speak of it when you lie down at night and when you rise up. What does that say? And it saying every moment of the day you should be about your father's business. You should write them on the doorpost of your home, anointing your homes and blessing your homes. This is the duty of, of the man of the house. It's biblical to be the spiritual leader of your family. You should be praying over your home. You should be anointing your home. You should be anointing your children when they sleep at night. Write them on the gates of your, of your land. This is the, the Shema. Yep. It's Hebrew custom to repeat the Shema many times throughout the day. And it's a reminder that God is number one, and I have a duty to uphold for my king. This isn't just our war cry. It's our duty. It's our duty. I'm kind of worried because I'm running out here, so.
0: <laughs> You're doing
1: good, I'm running out. It's, uh, you know. I, I'm near the end, I told everybody you get one of two messages, you're going to get the one we read real fast, go home and barbecue or we're going to be up here all day, so <laughs> hope somewhere we're going to be here in the middle, you know, so but it's, it's time that we flex our muscles in the face of our enemy That's correct. Yes. it's time that we, we get our kazakh back, our war cry it's, it's it's our duty, it's our duty um, I have a video that I was a little bit lengthy. We managed to edit it down to a short time. And to be honest with you, it's my whole message in like four minutes. But it's going to be delivered with a little bit more maybe pizzazz. I don't know. It's got music and drums and all that stuff, you know. And it's a, I hope that it inspires you. Um, it's, uh, we're in a battle, people we're in the battle for the lost souls of this, of this city, of our families, basically, of our cities, our nation, and I just pray that we can find our war cry, but I'm going to have Caleb play this video, uh, and then I'll,
2: I'll step back up. Where's our war cry? We don't even know that we're at war. We don't understand that we're in hostile territory. This isn't the time of principalities and the powers that are puppeteering the people. And we are in a position to see souls set free. This has been the ancient war cry throughout all the generations of the Hebrew nation. Rock Kassach. Where does it come from? Kassach. This is the Hebrew. The rock-like oomph of the spiritually zealous heart. The game face of a mighty man, tenacity of soul, the gritting of the teeth of the spirit-inspired warrior, and the bearing of those teeth to the enemy. Cossack is possessing a resolute and growling resolve for the glory of God, a flush of spiritual fervor, a tensing of all a soldier's muscles. There's a cossack. We don't have that spiritually. We should. We don't. Because we don't know what we're engaged with. Did you know that you have the armory of heaven? That you have everything you need for life and godliness to push the enemy forces back? And so when you hear, KASAK! Your knuckles spiritually should immediately turn white. And you should find yourself gritting your spiritual teeth. With a belligerence against the enemy. He goes down! There are souls that must be saved! Okay, that's just KASAK. The Hebrew statement is rock KASAK. However, in the Bible, where that came from, it's masak Emots The other word that goes with it, imos. It's heavenly audacity. It's rushing headlong into the most hazardous and impossible battles without pausing to consider the impossibilities. Who had imos in the Bible? David against Goliath? That's some serious imos. Okay, he's rushing headlong against the Goliath. It's like, David, We might want to think about this a little. No, I'm not weighing the impossibilities. This is for my God. It's a confidence in victory even before the field is taken. It's lambs moving with liquid ferocity straight into the lion's lair. How about the three that overheard him in the cave of the This He oh, for a cup of cool water from the well of Bethlehem. Those guys had a motz. <laughs> He'll run it out, break through a garrison of Philistines. To grab a cup of cool water and then bring it back through the garrison. They're being hunted by Philistines the whole time, trying not to spill a cup of water. That's the loss. Mere men and women on earth are eaten up by the enemy. However, we're not just mere men and women of this earth. We are redeemed. We are bought with a price and we've been changed into the body of Christ. mocks means swift-footed, all-believing, super-conquering, prevailing faith in the Lord of battles. What happens to the world if Christians once again get casac and Amatz? You know what the apostles had after Pentecost? Something came into them. What was it? You can say it very simply. Casac and amaz. Spirit of God. He came in to win. He came in to turn this world on its head. Moses' last gasp, this is his great speech before the promised land, which he never got to enter into. And he's laying out the ground rules for the kingdom that is about to be established across that Jordan River. Be strong and of good courage. Kasok Amot. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that does go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel: Kasok Amot, be strong good courage. For thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Well, what's happening there? The men and women of God are coming to take what was purchased, the promise. You are surrounded by 31 hostile empires. That's what they were headed into, 31 empires on the other side of that Jordan River. 31. This is where we are at as the church of Jesus Christ, yet we are there without a war cry. Let's understand that we are out to win for the glory of Jesus Christ. And even if we die, we win. Doesn't matter what happens to our bodies. We obey, God wins. Now suddenly
1: Are we missing a war cry? I think it's time that, as Christians, we stand up and have kizak and amatz. That we stand and have good courage. Don't worry about being judged. Don't worry about what people think, because it's it's who's looking down on us. You know, our Father in Heaven that matters truly. Um, as I wrap up here, Pastor and I both believe that, you know, we should never close a a message without having an altar call of some sort. I I do want to say that those that are online they may be listening to this live or, like you said, any time in the future, Uh, I I haven't prepped them, but I'm sure they, they can put a phone number up on our screen that, if you call our church, you may get a voicemail initially, but I promise you someone will reach out to you yes. I promise you that on behalf of resurrection life I promise you that if you are in need of anything whether it's you know addictions or abuse or if you need help, <clears throat> you reach out to the Church of God and we will we will help you but in the physical we're here I, and I why to have an altar call, and you know I'm almost at a loss of words of what to say, but I'm telling you that. Let me go this route. Can we have you all stand? Thank you, In situations like this, you know you could have no one, or you could have everyone, and it doesn't matter one way or the other. But usually it takes the courage of one. And in no particular order, whether it's... Maybe you feel that you've lost your war cry and you want to regain your war cry and you want to step out in confidence or in boldness that God can give you, reinstall that fervor in your heart to have a war cry on behalf of his army and his kingdom. I ask you to come forward. I ask you to step out. It takes one. If you have problems with addiction, drugs, alcohol, anything, whether it be takes the courage of one to step out, if if you have any kinds of spiritual needs that you just want to lay at the foot uh, foot of Jesus, I call you out. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor. For whatever reason that you step forward, God's going to meet you right here, right now. His heart is open to hear your prayer. I just say silently, for any of you, whatever the reason you're here today in the front, and for those that may wish they had the confidence to step forward I just call you forward yet again because your brothers and sisters are here to pray for you and be with you we're not going to call you out're not going to point at you we're not going to make fun of you but we're going to lift you up in the in the word of God whether it's addictions or whether it's you wish to have a war cry reinstilled in your heart just lay that out right now in front of him yes. he's here he can hear all of you at the same time he can hear you pleading for forgiveness. He can hear you asking for that fervor to be put back in your heart. He can hear you asking for help on addictions. He can hear you no matter what you're saying, no matter how many are crying out to you, Jesus can hear you. Father God, I lift up those that have the courage to step forward, and even those that are waning in their courage. Lord, I pray that you... Bless them with courage that you, in the name of Jesus, bestow all those in this room and online that... Have a desire to reach out to you. You give them that courage. You strengthen them in their and you meet them where they're at. Whether they're coming to you dirty, whether they're coming to you in, in, a, in a in a way that they feel rejected and not worthy, let them come to you, Father, dirty. And I know that you are accepting them right now, Lord. I know that you are beginning the cleaning process. I know that you're beginning to reinstall a war cry into their hearts, Lord. You're giving them that boldness, that that fervor to fight on behalf of your kingdom to step into the ranks of God's army. Lord, I know that you are meeting them. I know that you're hearing them and in the name of Jesus, I call them all blessed. I call them all healed in the name of Jesus. I call them all conquerors. I call them all mighty in the name of God. I pre- I command and you know, I I I desire for them to open up their hearts to you even more, Lord. Let them not just See you, but let them know you, Father God. Open their hearts to know you. Thank you Jesus. Lord, I can feel and I can sense your love pouring out from heaven upon them. I can feel you strengthening them, Lord. Let them feel that anointing of that. Let them feel your love. Let them feel that boldness that you're putting in their hearts. Let their kazak be heard. Yes. Let their kazak be heard. Lord, I lift everyone, not just those in the front here, but everyone. I lift them up to you, Father. I thank you. You are a good, good Father.
0: Yes.
1: I want something that I can't contain and I can't control, Lord. And I pray that upon all these people that hear my voice. I thank you, Lord, for removing me from this message and, and speaking to them through me. Thank you for using me, Father. Less of me, more of you. Let them hear nothing but you, Father. And I pray this all in the name of our Heavenly Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Glory to God. Great job, Brother Chad. Proud of you proud of you, man. <laughs> proud of you. And I've been, I've been waiting to get one of these pins. I'll give it back to you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, any of you that, um, you know, uh, it's easy to, uh, to uh, go, wow, anybody could do that. No, no. It takes courage to stand up here and do what he just did. And that was a fabulous job uh, on your first run here. And we are so proud of you, man. We are so proud of you. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Kazakh is a very powerful word. And you may not use that word specifically in the week, this, co- this coming week and the weeks to come. But I challenge you to do so. Because Kazakh not only says something to the enemy... Uh, but it says something to the heavens, and it says something to self. And i tell you, one of the greatest Kazakhs is, is, is yes, the war cry that, that, that emboldens, uh, the war cry that threatens the enemy, but also the war cry that is a victory cry. Can I get a witness from somebody else? And I love to say Kazakh in the face of the enemy. I love to say Kazakh to my brothers, uh, strength and honor. But I love to give a shout of kazakh when I experience a victory in the Lord. If you've experienced a victory in the Lord, on the count of three, I want you to holler kazakh. One, two, three, kazakh! Did you hear that? Did you hear that? May it echo in the chambers of heaven, amen. May it shake the chains of hell. And may it light a fire in us, set a fire in us that cannot be put out. Let's do it again. One, two, three, kazakh! You hear that? If we all went out, now in our men's ministry, uh, Chad's also the uh, director of our Forge Men's Ministry, we stand out in the uh, fellowship hall there, and we have uh, a thing at the end of prayer. We go uh, on the count, amen on three, one, two, three, and we say amen. It echoes all over this house, and there's a kazakh in the echo of the shout of victory. Amen? One more time. One, two, three, kazakh! It's gripping, I'm sorry. I can stand here all day and we'll just holler kazak. If you've been blessed by what has happened in this service today, would you give the Lord a praise in the house of God? <laughs> amen. 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 Praise God. Well, we uh, Father's Day. What a great thing. How many of you are at the wife's uh barbecuing for you today? That's what I thought, yeah. My, my wife says, uh, women don't barbecue, and, and, uh, and then she also says, apparently, I found out this yesterday, and women don't drive the boat, and I'm thinking, what the what? That's what I'm thinking, yeah? And she says, I don't want to. <laughs> Praise God. Well, guys, uh, dads, we have a gift for you. We got a couple of young men that are standing at the door back there. And so we want to just give you a, a gift today to tell you that we love you, that we honor you. I believe I've covered uh, every announcement today. Would you stand to your feet and let me send you out blessed, blessed to blessed. All of you online, thank you for joining in the service today. I pray that you just messed up a whole bunch of folks in your house as you were hollering Kazak and what are you watching in there? Kazak! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I speak the blessings of the Lord upon you. May the God of peace be with you. May he strengthen you. May he hug you and hold you in such a way that you know that you are loved, 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 loved by the good, good Father. Go in peace today and holler a kazakh against the enemy and in victory because of what the good Father has done in your life. Be at peace. Happy Father's Day, man. God bless you. Don't forget to stop by on your way out and get a gift. Praise God.